Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. Potential standards that social media influencers probably should have, as we know for a fact that they are influencing kids and being a negative influence on these kids, whether or not they want to, they make these kids start thinking the most ludicrous things because they consume their information constantly constantly welcome back ladies and gentlemen how you doing we didn't have an episode last thursday and i apologize for that sometimes if we don't have a guest and if the occasion doesn't call for it just to put out an episode just to put on an episode the thursday guest ones won't happen but the monday ones will always happen so we'll always have an episode on monday uh conversing or talking about something in particular now today was going to be about private prisons and whether or not they are right, basically, for the justice system in America. But we're going to tangent from that. That'll be a conversation for another day. And we're going to focus on the responsibility of prominent individuals. And there's a lot to touch upon, right? We got people like Sneeko. We got people like Susanna Gibson, like Lauren Boebert. These are all influential individuals. And I think this is a very important conversation to have in reference to what they are providing to, for society and how they should be or shouldn't be acting for the betterment of society in terms of cultural or social norms. Okay. So before we dive into that, before we get into the nitty gritty of the conversation, because there's a lot to touch upon, uh, let's start off with a what you need to know. What is going on in society that you may want to be brushed up on? few things. There is a current lawsuit going on between the United States versus Google. The Department of Justice has accused the tech giant of violating antitrust laws by allegedly abusing its dominance in search and search advertising to suppress competition. Uh, a little bit more about it. The trial will center on Google's billions of dollars in payments to browser creators like Apple for ensuring its search engine will be the default. It will also touch on contracts, my apologies, with Android phone manufacturers requiring them to preload the app, which often can't be deleted. Officials say the result is a self-reinforcing monopoly that has locked up 90% of the search query channels obstructing competition. Google says users prefer its search engine and argues these agreements did not prevent other companies from developing or promoting their own search engines, i.e. Microsoft and Bing. Very interesting. I don't know how this is going to go down because there's definitely a monopoly in terms of search engines like Google dominates. You know, I do use Bing. But we can all recognize the difference between the two, right? So it's an interesting situation. I'm curious to see how that kind of unfolds itself. Uh, there's a recent Biden impeachment inquiry. They plan to impeach Biden due to circumstances regarding Hunter Biden being over other countries and certain situations. I think it's called Burisma. 
I might have said that wrong, and whether or not he did certain things for financial gain. So there's an official impeachment out there, so all the conservatives, all the red Republicans, all the Trumpies can now feel a little bit more, have a little bit more closure. I think Kevin McCarthy is the one initiating it, so we'll see how everything kind of points out. Putin hosts Kim Jong-un about military support. So, you know, I'm sure he's going to the most un-American-ish, friendly-ish, like the worst on most unfriendly people to America and going to them for help. Not a surprise. Hunter Biden indicted on three federal firearm charges related to a 2018 gun purchase. NASA released his first report finding no evidence that suggests UAPs have an extraterrestrial origin. Rep. Lauren Bobart apologized for vaping and getting felt or getting caught being vaping and getting caught being uh, seen getting felt up in the theater. And then there's a Russian and Ukraine uh, genocide claim. So let me read that for you. Lawyers representing Ukraine and Russia squared off today at the International Court of Justice, arguing over the legal technicalities underlying the ongoing war. Ukraine accuses Russia of abusing international law by claiming its invasion of the country last February was an attempt to intervene and stop an ongoing genocide. So Russia is claiming Ukraine was genociding Russian citizens. Article 1 of the Geneva, Geneva Convention requires signees, which includes Ukraine and Russia, to prevent and punish genocide. Russia has claimed Ukraine was systematically killing Russian-speaking populations in the eastern part of the country, obliging it to step in. So they're seeing if they can get... It's very interesting that Russia just now is trying to get this approved or get this... Uh, squared off for with uh, the international um, to be fair they could have been working on this for a while uh if proven right then i don't know it would change my whole perception of this uh conversation if russia was proven to be in the right in this situation that ukraine was genociding russian civilians it, it would be hard pressed for me to defend or acknowledge that ukraine deserves my sympathy but we're going to have to see more evidence will come out and then we'll have a better understanding of the circumstance. Okay. So thoughts on the Hunter Biden inquiry or the Joe Biden inquiry. A funny thing is when it comes to the Joe Biden inquiry is that I saw, I saw a video and I, I think this is a very smart video and I think I might imp incorporate this more with guests who come on the show, allowing them to really explain their, their side. And I was watching destiny while I was at work and basically destiny was listening to a conservative kind of lay out the whole Brisma situation. And after he laid out everything, my takeaway is that, okay, I can kind of, based off, if you got more evidence, I can see why an investigation is at the very least necessary. Okay, so I'm not bought that Joe Biden inherently did corrupt things. I think the evidence doesn't back that. But if they have more evidence that I didn't see in that video, an investigation may be warranted. Okay, so that's where I come from it. I'm more like, if people are doing corrupt things, they deserve to get investigated. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. While the shell companies, 
Uh, the shell companies, I mean, it's really hard for me to say. I don't really have an explanation. I just don't see that there's really direct evidence. Because the shell company situation they're using for circumstantial evidence to say that, you know, he did this and that for potential financial gain based off his meeting at Brisma, right? And I see the circumstantial evidence, but without hard concrete proof to kind of prove it. And just because there are circumstances that are maybe odd, they could be odd, but unless they are proven to be correlated, then they're just con coincidences. That's use that's just what it is. And that can happen. It can. And I'm not saying Joe Biden's situation is a coincidence. I'm just saying I would need more direct evidence before I make a stronger claim about the circumstance. So that's where I come from it when I'm look based off what I've seen. It's not something I look into too in depthly because I don't really care about Joe Biden and uh in terms of that situation. But to be fair, maybe I should because he is a political leader. It's kind of the same thing with Donald Trump. If these individuals are political leaders that are going to take office, it's only fair for me as an individual who is invested into the political game or invested into what is going on in our country to probably make sure that the most up and up individuals are taking office. So to be fair, maybe that's something I should be taking into consideration a little bit more. My guy. Yo, yo. Paul, what's good? Nothing much, man. Sorry for being late. That's fine. It's fine. Start off, uh, did some what you need to know, some current events, and then um, I had someone in the chat kind of bringing up uh, the Joe, because one of the what you need to know things is Joe Biden's uh, getting investigated for all the stuff that people think he's corrupt for. So it's a uh, it's interesting because I. I'm I, I based on because I'm pretty sure you saw the Destiny video because I was watching that while I was uh, at work, and oh, yeah. uh, I appreciated like just hearing all that information because I never really looked into it. I didn't really care that much um, at first, but after hearing all the evidence, I agree with uh, his con Destiny's conclusion that it's more circumstantial. But worry having an investigation being brought up, I think is perfectly fine if they have more evidence that well, uh, that wasn't brought up you know the, the only thing i've ever been able to really say about the matter i guess is just simply you know look if they do find something against them just um throw them in jail like it's it's no big deal like i know some liberals that like kind of like uh, stick it out for hunter for some reason uh i think it's stupid uh and like joe biden himself has said hey look you know my son does this thing and he's like convicted then that's it. Like he's going to go to jail and I'm not going to do anything to impede it. So yeah, I mean, that's been the thing for me as to the merit of some of the uh, stuff. I still think we're kind of at that nothing burger point, you know? Um, but that being said, some of the information that's come out uh, is a little bit of like an eyebrow raiser. However, like you stated, uh, it is circumstantial. Uh, also mirrored by destiny. So yeah, um, we'll we'll see kind of how everything turns out, and it's only fair to make sure that you know when you're when you have uh, people in power that they are kind of coveted a little bit more uh, thoroughly than than others for obvious reasons. But um, in terms of the the conversation for today, uh, initially 
it was going to be about private prisons, but you know, I'm a Jonathan is in, you know, he's in that field. I, he wants to talk about this. So I'm, we're going to wait on him before we have that conversation. But I think a little bit more interesting conversation. And I'm going to start it off with this because this is not something we've done before. Uh, I'm going to play a video. I'm going to play a video and then this is going to go into the bigger conversation. So right here, the hopefully. If it's laggy, then I do apologize on the stream or in the video, but at least you should be able to hear it. But so here's a video of Sneeko meeting some of his fans. I don't Paul, have you seen this? No, I have not. I'm kind of curious. Okay. All right. So let me zoom in. Let's watch. What did you take? Fuck the cheese. woman. Fuck the woman. What? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, wait, wait, wait. We love women. We love women. We love women. But not, not like transgender. Yes, sir. We love everybody. No, no. You said it's lagging for you. I'll. Yeah, uh, this is what bad. I'll do for you. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'll do for you. I will put the thing for you can watch it on your own, but I'll, I'll continue playing it on, yeah. on this end. So I put the link in the. Uh, for sure. What have I done? Can I get in the video? Fucking talk. Can I get in the video? Yeah, yeah. Talk okay. to him. Talk to him. Yo, what's up? So that that's the uh, the video. If y'all could, I'll I'll see the run back when I like edit everything to see if everything's on the up and up. If it's not, then I'll just like edit it and put the video in there and do some editing to make it all work out. Yeah. But um, Paul, did you look at the video real quick? Yeah, um, it's pretty, uh, you know, pretty predictable, and it's exactly uh, how you think it would be, right? Like, uh, the sneak is just like a thug, dude. Like, <laughs> he's just like he, he like promotes this crap all the time, and he's like these poor young kids are doing it. Like that kid coming up and saying, like, yo, like you know, fuck the women and stuff like that. It's just it's lame, right? I don't know. How do you feel? So this begs the the bigger question. It, for me, because I've brought it up before, but I'm the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm I'm pretty sure that this is going to be a potential problem moving forward, and that is that these individuals are gaining so much influence, and it's not like they're getting influence based off, um, you know, doing something inherently hard or challenging like playing a sport and practicing all day no sometimes you it's a luck thing now there is hard work to it con posting consistent consistently but there is no there's no guide on how you're supposed to be doing things it's just hey if you create something that is entertaining you might get famous from it and do whatever you want after that so there's really no checks and balances it's either you make it or you don't basically um before it dive into that someone said what are your thoughts on the ongoing battle of the who katanga valley do you know what that means yeah it's uh my dumbass friend who uh said he wanted to watch it yeah it's uh it's a joke <laughs> that makes fun of uh veterans who didn't go into combat uh talking about combat the entire time yeah so you just make up a location <laughs> yeah that's crazy bro i gotta lie 
because I was in the military, but I never went in combat, but I never like talk about combat like that. I was like, bro, you just gotta be honest. It's 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 a very cringe to kind of yeah uplift yourself like that. You gotta yeah, be humble. Uh, you gotta be humble yeah, for sure. Um, but in terms of um the conversation at hand, it's uh. It's it's very troubling. It's very worrying because of they have this no kind of limit to what they do. There seem to be in certain spaces a general understanding of how you should act. But I think as we go on, we are moving f- farther and farther from a a norm of proper responsible actions. Because just in the tweet that you saw, one of the things that Mike Mayak said. I think that's how you say his name, is that I don't blame Sneeko. And one thing that I hear from like content creators is I'm not a role model. It's not my responsibility. And it's it really begs the question. It really kind of tells you a story that they feel like they can gain all the popularity. They can gain all the cloud. They can gain all the influence from the same kids that Sneeko just did. Do whatever they want in in, uh, in reference to it, but take no responsibility based off what their viewers do. And it seems incredibly irresponsible, but it just seems like it's going to keep on happening over and over again. And obviously, we could talk about that more. I'm not sure. I think there needs to be a real like like uh, self-reflection on how we're going about this, especially as influence grows. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think people that allege these uh, media types don't have any sort of, like, string that they pull on the their listenership or their viewership. Uh, it's pretty ludicrous, right? Like, um, there are people that strongly admire them. And you can just read the comment section to kind of see it for yourself, where they, like, uh, go on and on about how this person saved them from suicide or depression, right? Yeah. Or how, like, it brought them closer to God. How like uh, it recently helped them throughout their divorce, right? So like to state that, oh, you know, like uh, I shouldn't be a role model. Well, the unfortunate reality is that your entire channel is giving advice, right? It's uh, making, you know, like truth claims about the world. And now you have to defend that reality and also accept the consequence of it, right? Uh, if you cannot accept the consequence of what you are purporting out there, right, then why are you saying it in the first place, right? The dollar value is going to still uh, catch up to you mentally eventually. Just look at the way Sneeko looks at the kids in the video, right? He's awestruck, right? Like He's like, dude, what the fuck have I done, right? But you and I both know he's just going to go straight back home. And enjoy that paycheck he's been getting from YouTube the entire time afterwards. But still, you still see that glimpse of moment where he realizes, I am that role model. I am that person that influences these children's lives. And uh, I should do better. And the crazy part is, because like you just said, um, I saw a video, I think it was Apple and Preach. And they kind of were talking about it a little bit. And apparently right after, Sneeko went online and said, don't blame me. Blame the parents who, okay, the pride flags, okay, all that stuff. And it's just another way to escape from your responsibility because I do think there is something to be said that parents should have a stricter, um, not control, but um, at the very least, a more be more aware of what their children are consuming in terms of media or social media. 
And I've I've always said that just putting a tablet or putting a phone in front of a kid and just letting them do whatever they want is not the right way to go about that because of how much they are consuming and how much they are kind of learning, even though it's not supposed to be something that you learn from. But that's how it works. When you consume information, you learn from it and you get shaped by it to a certain extent. So there's something to be said there, but at the same time, there's it's a two-way street because the person is still creating the content. It, it would be foolish. It would be foolish if we went over to the to the people who do some of the most craziest things on the dark web, for example, and go like, "Oh man, those people on the dark web, they're not at fault because the person who's watching it shouldn't be watching it." We recognize that that person's in an idiotic for finding a turret and going out of his way to go on the dark web. But at the same time, we recognize how reprehensible the individuals that is on the dark web are doing some of the most uh, ludicrous and most um, most inhumane things on that side of the internet. And there's a bigger conversation we're gonna have for this because we, we've talked about it. And I'm I'm sure I'm gonna one of these days I'm gonna try to have a decently big content creator on so we really can diagnose individual responsibility for content creators but the the bigger conversation kind of extends behind uh beyond sneeko too because there are other individuals who are prominent and doesn't necessarily relate to kids but are prominent figures in society and we see what they've been doing for example have you seen the stuff was regarding lauren bobart lauren bobart yeah, yeah, the the titty grab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we seen her go to and keep in mind, you know, we know Lauren Bobart. She's a very attractive politician. You know, she can live her life, but we seen her go to the theater. We seen her getting felt up. We seen her vaping, and she apologized for the vaping at the very least, and all that stuff. And there's a huge outroar based off her actions as a political leader and how she's kind of behaving herself is best way to put it in that situation another example is Susanna gibson you know who that is paul i uh, know okay so Susanna gibson is an individual who's trying to run from some type of political leadership position in virginia i believe and apparently she does cam services and apparently those cam services got leaked on the internet. So we see her naked and all, and she does like services with her getting railed on the internet and she wants to run for a political leadership position. So in these situations, we have individuals and whether or not you think they're right or wrong, but it really says something about our current role models moving forward and, and their behavior moving forward. I'm curious, Paul, and uh, your friend said something interesting. He said, feels more feels more like he blamed parents for their lack of parenting just to shift the blame from his pretty bad online rhetoric more than anything. I agree. So I'm curious, Paul, in terms of the, the these these role models and their their behavior, should there be a standard of behavior that we should align to for role models or maybe if you want to be more specific for political leadership? So it's a good question, Adele. I think that um, one of the biggest things uh, I'll say that uh, might shock you a little bit is uh, I think the entire Laura uh, Bobert thing is a nothing burger. Um, I've said this forever, and I remain consistent upon it. Uh, the uh, the lives these people live, like sexually and the whatnot, 
are uh, things that are of their own personality and are not effective of the legislature. Uh, representatives aren't necessarily our leaders or community leaders. They're people that essentially just step up and uh, vote in things that we as the electorate want, right? Uh, so as a result of that, I actually found it to be kind of ironic and funny and, you know, like contradictory, but I don't necessarily find it to be this uh, thing that a lot of uh, liberals are kind of making it out to be. Uh, I've said the same thing for like Bill Clinton as well, uh, as well as other politicians that find themselves in similar areas, right? Uh, even like, for example, like Hunter Biden's son, or sorry, uh, uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, uh, smoking that crack and like, you know, hanging out with all those prostitutes. I always thought it was a nothing burger just as much so in virtue of the fact that, you know, it, it has nothing to do with the overall decision making of that president. Right. Yeah. I'm sure Jonathan would probably ha have something to say about like, you know, the moral nature and the conundrum that like arises from it. But I'll just simply say, I, I really don't think it presents itself. A lot of people consider JFK to be one of our best pres uh, presidents we've ever had. And he was a huge womanizer. Right. So, like, it, it seems to me that, like, uh, all these, like, uh, things people do in the bedroom have no real, like, trans uh, transferability to them whatsoever. No. Um, as for social role models, I do believe uh, in that case where there are people that admire them so much at a higher propensity, there should be some form of guideline they should follow, right? Uh, and they should know the impact that they have on society through the words that they have or that they say, um, especially for that, that um, look for extremely vulnerable young people and young men uh, like that of Andrew Tate, uh, Sneeko, even I would say like uh, now what seems to be uh, John Zerka. So yeah, like with these types, I think it is definitely the case. But for a political leadership, uh, I, I simply don't care. Like I, I've never really found it to be that compelling of an argument. Uh, like I said, I think it's funny, right? But uh, it's definitely not like a moral conundrum that a lot of liberals are making it out to be, no. So when it comes to the Bobart situation, I, I also think it was a nothing burger personally. However, it, it is kind of tough because of the social media age where everything can get caught, hacked, and posted. It's, it's quite unfortunate. And when it comes to privacy, it's nearly impossible to do. And to the expectation that an individual should be professional every time they step out in public is unrealistic it's 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 ludicrous because i'm even thinking to myself although there's a certain level of like professionalism that you should portray as an individual especially when you're talking and or kind of uh representing an important issue there still needs to be a recognition that you are a human like there are going to be instances where you're being flirty with a significant other when you're drinking having fun when you're getting in a heated debate about you know, sports or whatever. So those things happen and it's just natural and normal at the end of the day. However, even though the Lauren Bobart thing, I didn't think too much of it. You know, she vaped, you know, she got felt up. Okay, normal human interaction for the most part. When it comes to becoming, being like a porn star, that's when I don't know if I can be okay with it as much because acting acting doing things that is not professional maybe like doing things that are casual like the things that boba are doing is one thing but i i'm under my own my own kind of personal thought about this is that there i do think there are levels of 
you know, normalcy that should be probably better for society in general. I can be proven wrong based off more evidence, but I think when it comes to representing a certain type of way of life, which is, you know, with Susanna Gibson being a porn star, I think since you're in that position and what you're representing that when you're as you're representing that, there's two things that I have issue with. Well, obviously you're going to be a role model for other individuals thinking that I can be a political leader and I can be naked on the internet. And then the other stuff is the not technically your fault, but we know all the other countries that you're going to be dealing with and all the other individuals are going to be dealing with the, the ability to communicate on a similar level because that's what the aspect of professionalism offers you is a kind of certain level of equality that I'm here just like you. But when you're already kind of put in that a you may be here, but I see you as less, whether that's fair or not, it's completely up to you from like other politicians or other leaders that definitely hate that type of lifestyle. It really just sheds a bad light, especially if these are our political leaders. So there's a political reason and potential social reason why these individuals should have a a somewhat of a standard that we should abide by. But at the same time, I wouldn't say make it illegal necessarily because well, that's, sure. that's ludicrous, right? Yeah, the, the thing I'll say, man, is that like it's going to be the electorate that uh, holds them to it, right? I mean, if this person can serve the American people uh, or rather like uh, their district in an adequate enough way, then it can like rule these things out. Like um, – the first thing that came to mind with it, right, is, you know, like, I, I don't really necessarily care what a prior employment was, if it's something that's uh, relatively victimless, right? Uh, that being said, you know, like, if it was someone that was like working for like a Fortune 500, or something like that, or a private military company, then of, of course, I'd care. But in this case of, um, you know, how do I put it? Uh, in this case of, them just like doing this thing uh with their life that doesn't really uh cause that much pain to others then yeah i don't necessarily see the the full-scale issue with it nor like necessitating any regulation no yeah regulation is a uh, forefront uh it's hard for me to kind of recognize the individual now it is it impossible that despite you know, wanting to be very freaky and being naked on the internet. She has great political ideas and great political thoughts. It's possible, I guess. I do think there are certain levels of um, who you are that kind of sums up how you're going to be. So it would be it would be a very unique and very rare situation for you to find someone that's that promiscuous and that will that much willing to create a job of being naked and getting fucked on the internet to then being a great political thought leader but it's not impossible so i would say that the electorate and the the people voting the people who are seeing the individuals they have every right to at the very least figure out whether or not this is the the right person for them moving forward so i would adhere to that i probably would still stand by the premise that i probably I would hear them out because I think it's foolish to discount everything a person says based off their background, but they definitely get a a microscope beyond what they do. And honestly, you know, deservingly so, if you want to go in that field, you knew the backlash for who you were going to be represented as moving forward because... 
like I said, you're going to be seen as a role model as and a political thought leader at the same time. So these are things that you have to recognize when you're in these positions. So that that's what I'll say would be on that unless and I, I understand the aspect of like if their prior career potentially contradicts the interests of the nation that's pretty obvious of course so i guess let's touch upon the the social leaders and this is this is where it gets really interesting for me now that i think about the internet and the potential regulation that we may need to have of kids consuming blindness content at first you know we had the conversation where we were saying things that no you know uh we shouldn't have any regulations for kids going on the internet it's up it's the parents the parents the parents but i'm gonna be honest paul i'm gonna be perfectly honest the more i think about it and the more i observe different search situations and scenarios i'm not gonna say the parents don't have rights as the parents but I'm having less faith that parents can make the right decision for their kids generally, personally. Uh, you are on top of it, my man. I mean, like, <laughs> well, 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 welcome to the uh, the good guy side here on this one, man. Like, I, I've been putting up with this for way too long now, where it's just consistently over and over again of people saying they know better than some of the experts on things as basic as nutrition, right? It's just incredible to me. I don't know. What brought you to this conclusion? Because the, the more and more I think, because I think the label of parent was so powerful. And we think of all these situations where it's like the parents should have the right to think of this for their kids. But I'm realizing the same parent, I would not give the, the same gracious if I just talked to the person if I didn't know they were a parent. If I'm being honest, they're just adults. Sure, they're the, the parent of the adults. But they are just adults at the same time, and they're going to make mistakes. They're going to be ignorant on how things really work because I, we know that they're not going to be as educated as some person, some people, like you said, a nutritionist, for example. Of course, they're going to have the moral high ground because for the most part, I'm assuming, they're going to have their kids' best interests at stake. But that doesn't automatically mean that just because they think they have the kids' best interests at stake means that it is the best kids uh best interest for the kid so these things are much more nuanced than a blanket statement of the parents should have all autonomy over what's going on with the kids and when it comes to the conversation regarding the kids and the internet i'm leaning more and more to the side that there may need to be because the internet is becoming more and more and more intertwined with society. And although I will spread the message that parents, you can't just let your kids consume the internet and consume social media all day, every day, and not like parent, that's not going to reach everybody. Yeah. So at, at that point, regulation might just need to be the answer in those situations. What do you think? So I, I guess like um, to me, like the technology stuff is one thing, right? Uh, the bigger picture for me, though, is like um, basic necessities and stuff like that. However, on the aspect of that with technologies and stuff like that, 
Um, I, I definitely think it's the first, like, kind of like, uh, first thing where you can easily notice it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's the most apparent you're going to see children with these devices, right? You're going to see them using it at the dinner table, social functions and not socializing with other children, playing with them, et cetera. Right. You're going to see all these problems kind of like emerge. Um, but furthermore, I guess like when you work like in educational environments, you start to see other areas of a child's life, uh, and where, uh, you kind of see this, like, you know, knowing better style of parenting where they think they just can like, um, write off, for example, their child, like enrolling in a part of school or something like that. Right. Uh, this is something that I've kind of started to notice significantly more when I was doing a lot of my volunteering. Uh, and like I said before, right. When we bring all these things down for the welfare of American children to an individual responsibility, it feels as if that, um, it's not actually grounded in a patriotic like uh, style, right? It's only grounded in my child, not uh, like the ch- the children, like the the child. Uh, to to me, that's problematic, right? Like, I mean, the, the nation should strive to grow itself as much as possible. It should do everything in its power to um, you know embolden its children and give them as many opportunities as they can get. But like, it, it just like more and more and more. I just feel as if we keep tuning in to this garbage philosophy of just saying, well, look, you know, like the the parents do know better. In fact, like, uh, and by the way, it is their kid, you know? And I think that it just sets us back. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to know that I don't think myself or Paul is really kind of saying that we need to take rights from parents or decisions away from parents. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it comes down to these situations, the parents need to be much more open-minded on what is going on. And does that mean more education for parents? I don't know how you would regulate that or force parents to do something like that. It's kind of, but at the very least, if you're going to bring in school, obviously the school and the parents need to be in a cohesive relationship to kind of figure this stuff out. But at the same time, I think, the the philosophy like you said is just a little too black and white and one thing that i constantly say is that every situation because not all situations are the same every contextual situation regarding a parent's decision versus what a child should or should not be doing should be talked about in proper context the right there's no one solution that oh the parent is going to be 100 percent correct or the system is going to be 100 percent correct or the expert is going to be 100 percent correct because I'm sure, and this is usually a very conservative talking point, so I'll speak to you, conservative parents. I'm sure that in the situation relating to, um, you know, teaching kids regarding maybe LGBTQ stuff, you'll be going something like, no, I want to teach them my values, my X, Y, and Z. But at the same vein, you are more than willing to send your kid off to church and let someone teach them about God and their perception of God and all that stuff, right? So we, and I'm not blaming, this is like, you guys are, people are humans. I'm not going to, the basically how I was about to say it, it's going to make it sound like I'm not human for a second, but people are people, they make mistakes, they, they understand what they understand, what is in front of them. At the end of the day, what's important is to keep the open mind to think that 
to always have the ability to understand that I don't know everything, to have that hubris, to be humble, and your decision will be the final decision. I think, unless it's an extreme situation, it's hard for me to say that a parent's decision should be the final decision. But at the very least, parents should be more willing to kind of work with the state, the country, the experts for their kids' behalf because that it's the kids' future that we're all kind of trying to work towards for uh, for the most part. But to touch upon the, the, the stuff that I'm talking about a little bit more specifically, so when we're looking at children and we recognize as of right now in terms of the social leaders that are gaining in terms of influence that are being much more unhinged personally i think paul you said some great names people like john zerka saying stuff like oh man i'm a pedophile online think it's a joke you know what i'm saying people like sneeko saying getting kids to say that trans people should die you know stuff like that and it's not even the the crazy righty religious red pill types the lefties too they're just as unhinged just just perfectly being perfectly honest so at this point i'm i'm we know these people uh, these kids are consuming the content should social media platforms make more strict age restrictions to ensure that children i'm just talking about children so anybody below 12 years old because those kids look below 12 so i think that's a good age yeah, yeah, yeah anybody below 12 years old cannot access a social media platform the same social media platform by the way where we have actual porn on the sites bro twitter is getting wild i don't know why elon must have not banning that harder the actual yeah. porn on the sites yeah so should we have a stricter regulations to prevent these children from going on these these platforms? I, absolutely. I mean, I think YouTube actually took the best model uh, in approach. And uh, a lot of content creators uh, did some fake outrage in relation to it. Uh, but we kind of like inevitably saw that, look, you know, the uh, YouTube kids function is something that does in fact work. And uh, furthermore, really does restrict uh, what a child can see on the Internet. Uh, I think that's, you know, I think better for American children to keep them away from uh, these like shithead deviants like um, Sneeko. Right. What does like, uh, YouTube do exactly in terms so of the way age the way it works is like a parent can enable a function for their child uh, through a child account. Right. That child account uh, has a lot of different uh, locks on it and uses the uh, overall uh, platform significantly different from how you and I would. So, for example, it disables auto-playing. It disables watching videos um, when you, uh, when you like, um, put it in, uh, in portrait, like on the bottom right, you know, or mm -hmm. the bottom left to like uh, kind of browse more. And then furthermore, you can only watch things that are for YouTube kids, which go through uh, special sensors. Okay. Do they, what it, for their age verification, do they have like an ID verification? It's made you know? by the parents. The, the parents are the ones that make the account for the child. Okay. Correct. Okay. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a very interesting model. Um, obviously, the, 
the the hard part about this is the 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 parents that don't uh that just allow their kids to go on their YouTube account that's hard to kind of figure out properly um depending on how severe we make a punishment for that and then obviously the the YouTube version of you know going on YouTube without an account where you can just browse on YouTube without an account so those are those are harder but i i at the very least I, it's a step in the right direction to understand that we should have things a lot more kid friendly for children so something like twitter which has unhinged people and porn on its platform places like uh instagram of course instagram slash facebook and th this kind of goes into the next line of questioning is although I'm pro state rights. I am pro state rights. I'm all that all for it. At some point, when do we look at the influence of the internet as it becomes one and one in terms of living in society and say that maybe we should make a federal re regulation for kids not being able to browse these type of platforms? I mean, I look, I'm fine with like um, kind of like minor approaches to the legislation, right? Uh, but I do think that uh, it is something that could uh, have some relatively negative overregulation consequences, right? Uh, insofar as like how YouTube's cracking down on stuff um, within its uh, policy, for example, against like historing uh, or uh, historical YouTubers uh, or history YouTubers and the like. So yeah, I'd probably actually be in some way almost against it, uh, just in virtue of the problems that present themselves uh, with it, because a lot of people get caught in the fray. A really good channel, Armchair Historian, recently uh, unfortunately announced that, look, you know, I can't make the content anymore that uh, people want because of the problems associated with the new policy. And I think some of those policies were actually dragged in through prior federal legislation, both the Republican and Democratic Party. Yeah, it's a very tough circumstance situation. And I do think if we had better ways to ensure the separation from content than an average individual can see versus content that kids see if we had a better way to kind of distinguish the two things i don't think this would be as big of a problem but you know private corporations like youtube don't so they only can do what they can do to make sure that they're not held liable for potential yeah, problems for sure. so with that said it just it's just very tough for me because this kind of goes into the freedom versus safety conversation that uh, me and jonathan had in terms of when you're be creating a more safe society, you're losing a bit of freedom basically every single time to ensure that more safe. And what is better, what is more valuable, freedom or safety, if we work towards the ideal utopia, not an actual utopia, but a potential one, there's a difference there. Working towards an actual utopia is completely, um, what's the word, uh, I'm going to just say ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But the idea of progressing towards that is the same thing as progressing towards the the vision of perfection is like continuously making things better. That's that's kind of how I kind of look at those things. But I, my my thing regarding our current American society is 
the more I see technology, social media, media, and I'm a, I love social media. I love media. I love technology, all that stuff. The more I see it kind of, uh, affecting our society at large, it really, and I guess this could be human nature. It really makes me think, should we take better preventative measures or should, are we going to wait until, you know, something's wrong and then adapt? What is what is the best case scenario for those two things? I'm not really sure because society will continue to change because we're moving towards virtual reality. We're moving towards augmented yeah. reality. AI technology is going to be casual use to the point where everybody's going to have an individual AI right on their hip. Right. So we're moving towards that by so while also moving towards that, you could argue that people are learning less and less how to be proper people. You're, you could argue, especially if we don't have like um, if we have a- absolute access to technology all the time, that kids are going to grow up more and more unsuited to like society, like being in. Uh, personal interactions, understanding potential issues, maybe even their moral values and cultural values would be completely skewed based off the minority amount of information that they experience off the internet. So it's really, it's, it's a, it's a tough conversation to have at the very least. I'll ask you this, Paul, at the very least as a, uh, for you in Florida, for you in your state, would you be okay with a state regulation that makes... Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'll stop you right there. I mean, all these fucks live in Miami, okay? So, like, uh, <laughs> we, 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 we have to hit it at the root, Riddell. Like, it's just it's becoming such a problem. And uh, you kind of see it just mirrored throughout all of the youth all the time, right? There is... I'm not joking. I've said this before, right? Uh, there was a kid who was in one of these uh, classes I was looking over... And um, he had a uh, minion uh, with like a Nazi armband on it. Mm, and Jesus. I originally, I thought it was pretty funny originally. Right? I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, that's hilarious. But then I, uh, you know, I saw him, uh, you know, watching Hitler speeches and stuff oh like that. Oh my goodness. Uh, like, this, like watching, uh, what was it? Like uh, uh, Goebbels speeches. And furthermore, uh, watching then like all his Andrew Tate stuff as well, right? Like he asked one of the people that came into our facility uh, as like a volunteer to draw him for him. And the volunteer did it, right? Oh, my goodness. It's something that's like crazy. So, yeah, I mean, let's tackle it at the root, right? Like uh, because Florida, unfortunately, can be both a place where so many great things in this country start. And then also uh, where so many terrible things like hurricanes, uh, sinkholes, uh, influencers, you know, like all stuff like that. Yeah. So it's actually insane. My, how my position has changed. And you know, that's what happens when you get in the sphere and, you know, critically think about these things a a lot more because initially when it came to the Andrew Tate stuff, I'm like, and people, and people were going to the vein saying, Hey man, you know, parent teachers were saying stuff like, Hey, the Andrew Tate's a bad influence, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. I definitely was initially saying my response was, you know, he does some good things, but, you know, parents should have a stronger, you know, check on what their kids uh, consume. And after really thinking about it a lot more, I get to realize, bro, this guy was a horrible influence. 
just just translate this to something a little bit more reasonable for all these adults in their mind because i think the problem paul is that adults in this current generation that's like older than me and from like generations behind me they just don't understand how damaging internet can really be yeah, for a kid they sure. just don't understand it and the best way to kind of make people understand is imagine your kid grew up in a neighborhood where there's like and they're hanging out with a two families of let's go extreme i don't care two families of nazis and they are constantly hanging out with the kid they're seeing the parents what do you think will happen they're gonna get consumed into the culture that's just what is gonna happen their brain is gonna develop to make and it's gonna attach uh latch onto it and think that that way of life is the way of life because they keep on consuming the information you can argue that constant viewing of media on a tablet that you have 24 7 is worse because you're <laughs> honestly consuming inf- way more information and you're consuming it much longer and um you get to pick and choose the information you get to consume and you just go into a selective bias rabbit hole. So you could argue it's worse. <laughs> we see it. How could you imagine kids go at any point saying trans people should die? Like what? Like what, what, what are we talking about? Like that is such a crazy thing. I, I don't even know if like most conservatives would say that. That, that would be an insane position. What's even stranger about it is that, like, this is, like, um, such a vitriolic hate for a group of people that the majority of these children have never met. Right? Exactly. Like, uh, it's just, I don't know, like, it's just such a grand dissociation from, like, the, uh, the area that you reside in, right? Uh, so much so that it makes you hate people that you... Uh, you don't know anything about at all it's just bizarre yeah and it makes me because one of the things that i and maybe this is not an issue but i'll say it anyway maybe one of the things that i always say that's an important thing that people should do to kind of gain perspective is experience different things talk to different things and the very least for the example of like the nazi kid is that once they experience other people they start kind of changing their perspective my worry about the next generation that is getting all their perspective from the social media media their tablet my concern and you can let me know if this is a a viable concern my concern is that the only way they're gonna gain uh go away from that is if they see that same type of content and, and but on a different side like the only way they can change their mind basically is if someone like Sneeko goes like, bro, this is wrong. Like they won't, even if they experience, even if they meet people, my concern is that they still won't change. The only way that's changing I, them is the tablet. I'm a little bit, well, yeah. So I agree with that. Right. I'm a little bit optimistic. Like, look, I used to listen to some pretty fucking stupid people when I was growing up. And then of course, you know, I found destiny's channel, uh, which uh, really did change a lot of stuff for me. Um, so I think that people can come to their own realization, uh, I guess through consuming media granted, um, which sucks, but it's better than nothing. I mean, keep in mind, right. 
if uh, we looked at like the days back then, right, you could have some guy that lives in a rural environment and then starts to believe a bunch of crap and uh, has no chance to ever see a challenge. Whereas now, like, I guess one of the benefits is that you can see a challenge, right? But at the same time, because like we both respect destiny, but we recognize that the left hates destiny. Uh, well, you, you see, this is the thing I'll tell you, Riddell. Right, uh, the purge is happening. Right, I don't know if you <laughs> caught up with uh, current events, but um, it, it's like it, it's at zero tolerance status now. Like, uh, Destiny is growing at a pace to where he might actually outpace us on eventually. And uh, if that occurs, it's going to be such a massive win. He's also legitimizing his platform through uh, even more campaigning for the Biden administration, as well as local Democratic leaders. And they're willing to see if they can actually pour in up to $500,000 into like a mini super PAC. So I, I think that it's going to be something that's real. But the first thing we have to do is we uh, need to regulate these fucking psychopaths who have um, basically destroyed everything that's been built by liberals. Uh, and to do that, it comes through, you know, like both the social personalities like that of destiny, but also the hardworking uh, men and women. Uh, that uh, work in these uh, political branches that, uh, you know, are making these things known themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do hope that uh, Destiny becomes a proper benchmark for the left to be much more reasonable. Because a lot of, like, uh, what, how Destiny approaches things is exactly how I approach things, and I think it's the best way to kind of be very open-minded. Um, and then, you know, the right... I like how Ben Shapiro approaches things. Daily Wire... Like you may, Matt Walsh is kind of cringe, um, but the Daily Wire generally is probably the best kind of standard for the right. Uh, for a lot of the things in the yeah, I I agree. I think he's not like what's the word for it? Um, I think he's like relatively bad faith still in a lot of cases, but uh, where he stands out is uh, he doesn't do um, the cheap gotchas anymore. Like that part of yeah. his career is over. Whereas uh, Walsh. Uh, talks to um like pants on head stupid uh liberals that know like uh, not a damn thing and then ask them what like a woman is right <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's like a, it's like a steven crowder thing right yeah crowder's definitely fell off that, that... oh i mean that, that, that like after look jonathan said it best right like he's a pig like uh <laughs> it's like it's crazy oh um, man I, I don't know fall Dude, from grace fall from grace bad news um but overall sure. you know it's the parents obviously should always have a place to keep in mind on what your kids are doing but i do think eventually that people probably should be more on board for state regulation for the the information that our kids are consuming because even if you wanted to be optimistic with you know i pay attention to what they do on their tablet or their phone like let's be honest kids will figure out a way around those things always, too always. so you gotta you gotta put a sense of uh you know a better deterrent for these things in my personal opinion uh so they don't follow under this like uh you know rabbit hole of weird information that they're consuming for whatever reason i don't even know how kids find sneeko or john zorka or andrew tate but they do um probably i mean tiktok is very bad at that honestly tiktok probably 
is really bad at that actually. So I don't know. I this is I guess this is the final question before we wrap it up. Should we ban foreign social media platforms for the United States if we start having these regulations? Yes. Yeah, like if uh if you are like an active enemy or future enemy of the United States, like like why the fuck do we let you like use these companies? And even more, like I mean, like I see our troops using TikTok and shit like that, dog. And like they're like in uh, areas where they shouldn't even have phones sometimes, bro. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that way too. Not gonna lie, we know that TikTok, similar to other social media platforms, is you know consuming certain you know data about you. But like Paul said, it's different if America's private corporation is doing it versus. A Chinese private corporation doing yeah, this. Yeah, one hundred percent. So one hundred percent. We got to keep that in mind. Sure, TikTok is cool and all, but the America's interest it should be the best interest at the end of the day. And we can be, we'll be fine without TikTok. YouTube Shorts and your Instagram yeah. Reels can t- make up for all of that. Honestly, so I might be, I might be all for it too. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. So. That's about everything we got for today. We kind of talked quite a bit about the potential standards that social media influencers probably should have, as we know for a fact that they are influencing kids and being a negative influence on these kids, whether or not they want to, they make these kids start thinking the most ludicrous things because they consume their information constantly, constantly. And as for political leaders, I mean, you got to let political leaders kind of live their life. You know what I'm saying? It does get a little cringe. I'm sure you know that one. Uh, I think he was a rep- young Republican representative, and he was talking about all the orgies he was invited to from senators. Like, <laughs> it 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 gets weird. It, it gets it gets weird. Um, I will say perception is reality, so I I would lean to the side that. If you are a weirdo, keep that to yourself. The public doesn't need yeah, to know about sure. that. Uh, and the public, obviously, the the audience, the people, you know, keep a keep an open mind, but keep a stern mind. You know, we don't want uh, the wrong people getting in office just because you watch their porno. Like, come on, what are we doing yeah. now? Right. So that is all we got for today. This is a very important conversation. One of these days, I'm gonna have a content creator on. And we're really going to grill the content creator responsibility aspect a lot more in depth. But until we do that, y'all tune in, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, leave a review. Um, you can also leave a, you know, send me an email. I actually, I'm, I guess I could bring this up. I got an interesting email, Paul. I got a very yeah. interesting email. Let me see it. So I wonder if I should say it out loud you know what i will oh sure i mean like if you have to ask yourself that uh, i I think we should go off the air um well he wants me to say it's not like it's not bad by any means it's just a very random email basically so so this is the email Dear Mr. Lewis, I'm a Canadian autistic young adult named who wants to share the 1981 Chevrolet Impala that was converted to run on ammonia hydrogen by Gregory Vazina, the CEO of Hydrofuel Incorporated, which is located in Ontario, Canada. 
and he drops a bunch of he drops links on videos and interviews and pictures and he also got his email said hey man hit him up about it as well it was a very very unique email yeah <laughs> very unique email i will say that create create uh create more technology oh honestly i don't think no he said no he said mention this information while keeping me anonymous i'm gonna have to cut all that out never mind i'm gonna have to cut that out uh he didn't really want his name to be read my oh apologies. bro <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna cut all that out so uh and it'll be all fly all all the live streams will be gone i i am a fair guy i'm an honest guy so i'll cut it down sure, don't worry about sure. it well y'all have a good one take care and peace we'll check it out y'all we got what you need we're all living in apartments condos vans well dude even you can have a studio a studio in a box yes we can help you with that right here at blind knowledge we work on your budget and we figure out your measurements we'll get you the best sound for the best price let me know 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com yep